Welcome to the Sales Navigator Live Show with Stan and Bryn. Join LinkedIn expert and sales professional Bryn Tillman and me, Stan Robinson Jr., Chief Coaching Officer here at Social Sales Link, as we bring you the best tips and strategies for leveraging Sales Navigator for your sales success. Enjoy the show. Happy Monday. Now, for those of you who are normally with us, I know the podcast says uh, Stan and Bryn, and clearly this is not Bryn. So, <laughs> so I'm delighted to have Larry Holt with us today. I'm going to have him introduce himself, tell us a little bit about his work in economic and workforce development. But this is a kind of a different spin on how people are leveraging Sales Navigator. So I'm so happy, Larry, that you decided to join us. I know. Thank you for having me, Stan. Yes, my pleasure. So let's go ahead and, and jump in because one of the things I've found is that the time that we have, we try to keep these at 30 minutes or under, generally speaking, and the time goes by like that, especially once we start to get into some of the nuts and bolts. I don't really listen to anything over 30 minutes, so that makes perfect sense to me. Yep, yep, that's, that's part of the logic. Yep, so if you would, go ahead and tell us a little bit about you know your current role and your history in in economic development yeah so uh again great to be here and uh you know currently i'm working as an advisor with a lobbying group out of austin texas uh and i'm in los angeles california and my uh economic development and workforce development career has goes back uh 15 odd years uh, and so, you know, economic development is really about attracting investment. So um, as my career has progressed, that's taken on a fundraising component as well, which is where I think our discussion today is going to be helpful to your audience. And I, I suppose, uh, you know, there's really two key things I, I'd like to share and uh, here is, you know, one, you really need to embrace the we're all in sales mentality. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're, uh, you know, a, a member relations uh, uh, manager with a nonprofit, uh, you are constantly representing and selling to your organization, selling for your organization. So, you know, I, I think for me dealing with investors, um, you know, uh, it's really important to kind of embrace that. And mm -hmm. I, I think everything we're going to talk about today is, uh, looking for opportunities to create new engagement. And so uh, when we think about really activating our investor base, our membership base, uh, what are those new touch points we can develop? And then uh, finally, it, it goes without saying that, um, you know, none of this really works if you're not active on the platform as well. Uh, you know, whether that's liking or commenting or creating your own posts, uh, it's important to build your network and really have a presence on it to get the most use out of it. Great. Thank you. Yes, yes. So, And thanks for that kind of overview of the stakeholders in your world, 
as many of us are, are talking to our sales, talking to everything from CFOs to CIOs. And it's a different, it's a different audience, but I really appreciate what you said about we're all in, in sales. That's right. In terms of, in terms of outreach and, and promoting our organization and our solutions. Yeah. So in terms of sales nav specifically, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Do you have a sense of how many of your peers use Sales Navigator, or are you kind of unusual? I, um, you know, I, I certainly think at the executive level, people are using it. Um, in terms of my peers, um, uh, you know, it's an incredible platform. And, and more to the point, I think, as you know, um, you know, it's one of the most cost-effective B two B solutions out there. You can pay thousands of dollars for other platforms but you know for a relatively modest price um, you know i think sales navigator gives you a lot of bang for your buck yes yes exactly um i think it was forrester research just came out with a report that i'm sure sales nav is delighted with because a couple of the stats were a 312 percent roi from Sales Navigator among the companies that it surveyed, and that on average, Sales Navigator paid itself back within six months. It's uh, it's highly cost effective. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a very you know I've been using it really pretty heavily since like 2016. Okay, and, and so um, I was always you know tempted to use it. <laughs> uh, and, and then as my, my roles grew, uh, I found, uh, you know, I couldn't live without. Mm, okay. So it sounds like you were using LinkedIn to do some of the same things. And then of course you get the messages saying, Hey, check out all these additional filters and sales nav. Is that more or less what got you to give it a try? Yeah. When did, I, I don't even know when I joined LinkedIn, I guess it would have been like around 2007 or 2008. And then, yeah, as my, my roles grew and I, I started getting the, you know, even more search filters, um, I gave it a shot and I'm just on the core plan. And I'm sure that's something you, uh, go over with, uh, your customers quite a bit, but I, yeah. I find pretty plenty of, uh, utility, uh, just using that core plan to, to prospect for new accounts. Um, I think account search is a little uh, underutilized um, leads. And then all the really kind of granular filters that, that the platform offers are great. And so if I might, just for a second, as we kind of get into the meat of this, sure. you know, we, we first posited that, you know, okay, I'm in sales for my nonprofit organization, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, customer success and managing my board or identifying new potential board members and investors for our nonprofit. So, you know, at that point, we've got to kind of think a little bit. So the next question is, what is the ideal customer profile for mm -hmm. my organization? And so that ICP is so critical uh, to your success. And for most nonprofits, you know, it's going to be um, really the same group, you know, it's going to be your foundations, it's going to be philanthropies, and it's going to be kind of, um, you know, the business service providers 
uh, in a lot of cities that are kind of the corporate citizens of the nonprofit community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And one of the things I was curious about is if you could just talk about some of your your favorite features and of SalesNav and, and how you use them. I, you know, here's something that um, uh, I've got a ton, first off. And, and you know, one thing I'm going to be talking about here a little bit um, in, a, in, in our conversation today is I like letting Sales Navigator do the work for me. Um, and, and, and I think that's one of the, um, that for new users, um, you know, there's a lot to take in. You suddenly have access to, you know, hundreds of millions of profiles, but you can start boiling the ocean pretty quick. And there's mm-hmm. tools um, in saved searches for um, leads, yep. for, for accounts, um, and even your account lists um, that, that are, I think, are useful to everyone. Um, so some of my filters I like, um, these are my own hacks, are LinkedIn groups, you know, seeing who else is in your shared LinkedIn group for, I don't know, say uh, a tech initiative in your community. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of times nonprofits are very focused on the community they're in. So, you know, how do, how do we find people that are interested and have shared interests in the success of the community? Yeah. Um, alumni. Yeah. Um, I think alumni is super underrated for, uh, you know, kind of finding who those people are. And then, as you know, it's really easy to find, uh, uh, you know, who your new followers are. And of course, if you're managing a page, you already get access to that. What if you could really kind of apply those sales navigator advanced filters to who your followers are? That helps you refine, you know, who that ideal customer profile is for your company. And so, like I said, um, I let it work for me. I'm going to, you know, here's a hack, Stan. Uh, this is uh, one of the easiest things in the world. It is a, a saved lead search. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just go in, do um, first, first, first degree connections and change jobs in the past 90 days and then save that search. And why would you do that? Well, unfortunately... Uh, I found out a few years back, like a really close colleague uh, had changed jobs without doing the, hey, I'm happy to announce thing on LinkedIn. Yes, so, right. You know, a lot, you know, again, it, it gets back to those opportunities to reach out. So there's really like a two filter search that will have you being really on top of your network. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you say, let Sales Navigator do the work for you because that's that's part of the power of the tool and the fact that some of the things that its algorithm is doing for us and surfacing for us, we would have no way of seeing when you start talking about things like buyer intent and they're, they're bringing in data on people that are visiting your company page. You, you have no visibility into that. And I know when you set it up, when you first create an account, it says who are your, you know, you know, it, it offers some sort of wizards to help you. Yes, your persona. But, I mean, I'm sure I don't use any of those that I did, you know, eight or nine years ago. So, yeah, you, um, you know, like everything in life, uh, a little bit of work on the front end really pays off, and 
you know, I can kind of go and spend like 30 minutes, I guess, on, on, on my saved searches in the morning and scan for, um, you know, new leads mm-hmm. and new opportunities for engagement. And, you know, um, that's a pretty good use of, um, that's a pretty modest investment, uh, that, that pays off really quickly when you've done that work on the front end, but, uh, it's, you know, and I don't even use personas just cause I'm, you know, so used to doing things my way, but they, they're adding new tools that, uh, continue to do the work for you. Yes. There's some AI powered tools that are coming that they've, they've hinted at, uh, Bryn actually got a chance to see them at LinkedIn when she went there to visit. Um, but they, I don't believe they'll be rolled out until first quarter unless okay. they, they pleasantly surprise us and do it sooner. But what you said, one thing I did want to highlight about what you said about a little bit of work up front pays off big time. Because when working with clients, I tell them a lot of the work that goes into a great LinkedIn and sales navigator strategy has nothing to do with LinkedIn and sales nav. It is identifying who, as you said, your ideal customer profile or persona or whatever you want to call it, how you describe them. And of course, what the value is that you can bring to them, what pain points you solve for them, all of that you're doing ideally before you dive into sales navigator and as you said try to boil the ocean there because there's so much you can do with the tool and it's easy to get overwhelmed yeah absolutely i mean you know you're a a strategic relations person or you know a vp or a a president of a nonprofit, and you know what you what you want is that you're regularly engaging with your customers and and really from a nonprofit perspective, you know, <clears throat> they shouldn't be hearing from you once a year when you send an invoice, right? So, uh, you know, I, exactly. I, I'm sure there's a, a private sector analog for that as well. So uh, LinkedIn has a lot of tools that, that make it really easy for you. And, uh, you know, happy to dive into some really basic examples too. Yep, very true, very true. Great. So I know you talked a little bit about save searches and and how that does some of the work for you because you get notified of new save search results. And as you said, you just take some time in the morning. Now, it sounds like that's a fairly regular part of your schedule. It's not something that you do randomly from the, the way that you put it. Is that I, uh, I, I, I have found the save searches to just be incredibly valuable piece of it for me and so i mean and you know i mean when you go and you're let's say your icp is like um you know um new business development um uh executives within your local construction industry perhaps Mm -hmm. maybe your maybe your um your nonprofit is helping um uh, develop workforce solutions for the construction industry very common problem all over the u.s well, you know, building that search is going to take some time, but if you save it, you know, um, then you just have access to any changes uh, that are there and it updates automatically for you every day. I, you know, um, yep. let it, let it do the work for you uh, again, like we've said a couple of times. So, Good deal. 
Good deal. I'm going to ask one question that that is somewhat selfish because I'm involved with the Workforce Development Board in our local county here in New Jersey. So we're we're you know trying to connect job seekers with employers and interestingly enough employers say they can't find enough people to fill the positions that they have and there are other people looking for a job and also bringing in of course the public sector uh, local government state government federal government and then the universities the educational piece so we're trying to connect all of those right um and you've done work with with workforce development also i have yeah yes um, how how is working with workforce development the way I just described it versus nonprofits different, if at all, for you? I you know um, let's assume um, you know someone's in a nonprofit um, supporting that that workforce um, initiative. Um, okay. You know I, I just I don't think it would be that different. I mean again here's a, here's an example where you're wanting to build engagement probably with the two-year system right and okay. um, you know that's where a lot of great training takes place so you know there's just another opportunity to engage with with the stakeholders and um you know using account search um let's say you had some new initiative at the workforce investment board the WIB, and mm -hmm. yep here. yep Bargaining yep. language exactly exactly yep and that and they you keep can go names. you can go into your account search and um you can search for companies by growth rates okay exactly. and, and so uh there's a, a fairly way to have those kind of um job developers uh that work for the um work source centers uh identify new companies for placement so mm -hmm. uh, everything on sales navigator translates to uh you know higher ed two-year and workforce development as well and across the nonprofit space Stan. fantastic yep that is very helpful that's very helpful it's funny i was going to ask you about your your favorite sales navigator feature because you've talked about about several but i keep hearing save search um uh, other than safe search are there any other kind of favorite features or things that you find yourself using repeatedly well uh you know let me let's drill down for the audience and just really show them uh what a safe search could look like because i don't know if you know there's there's not a lot of training out there on the platform if you were to kind of mm -hmm. criticize it it's just kind of give them your credit card and go so <laughs> so let's demystify this for them a little bit, Stan. Um, here's something really easy that I think everybody that's in a nonprofit um, that has a sales nav navigator license should do. Um, go, um, we're gonna create um, a lead list. And, and so take the members of your board of directors and go and, and kind of look them up one by one. We're gonna do a little work on the front end and there's a, when you see like a lead there, like Stan Robinson, you'll see a little button that says save. And what you want to do is save that board member to a new list. Call it my board 2023 or whatever. Um, and so, you know, if you take your boards and, and committees and, and put them in that, that lead list, um, yeah. you know what you've created? 
a dashboard. Um, at that point, you have an entire visibility into all the supporters of your organization. And you can see who is in the news when you click on that lead list. You can see who's posted content recently, who's changed jobs. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of money for those type of dashboards. And, uh, you know, that's just a a tool built within the system. And so, um, you know, that's kind of the most basic thing in the world. And, you know, if you want to step it up, Let's, let's take this to the uh, uh, graduate level and uh, let's try and find some new funders. So uh, let's, first off, we're gonna do account search. You can see lead fit filters and account filters at the top. Under account filters, go in, put your state that you're in um, mm-hmm. and then put for industry, philanthropic fundraising services. Um, that is the industry category for foundations and philanthropies. And we're starting at the state level because, you know, there's not hundreds of these even in a city like Los Angeles. So, um, you know, we're going to go ahead and put that in and we're going to filter by employee size to only to get the largest ones. Really, all we're trying to do is get this to the largest foundations in our state. And around 25 is what we want. Once we've got that dialed in, there's a box that says check all. We're going to save those 20 foundations, and then we're going to view their current employees, which is the button right next to check all. Um, And then, you know, then we're in the lead advanced filters, and then we can kind of go and look at our first and second degree connections. Um, And then we're going to save that as a lead search. Um, so we've created a lead list for our board. That's a dashboard. And now we have a lead search, uh, of foundations in our areas. Um, and it'll, you know, once we're notified of new results, we can see all the movement and opportunity taking place within those foundations. So, you know, that's, um, that's an advanced level stuff that I think, uh, any nonprofit out there could really use for their own continued success for their community and their stakeholders. Awesome. Great. Thank you. That's, that is a perfect example of, of what you can do with sales navigator and surface people and activities that you can engage with. One thing um, you mentioned being able to save leads and accounts. And once upon a time, and for some people, you may see the familiar big save button, which is perfectly logical. (laughs) Well, SalesNav is changing that to add to list, which is not as intuitive. So if you don't see a save button. Well, it's it's get notified of new results. You'll see it hasn't hit you yet. If you still, still see the save button, I wish they'd kept that, but I do not have a save button anymore. I don't have a save button. They've moved it up top where it says I can get notified of new results. Ah, yes. That is to save the, the search itself. Yes. And so they've replaced that save button with, as you just said, get notified of new results. But when you're on a lead profile, once upon a time, you'd hit save. Right. Because you want to save it. Now you will not see save. 
you will see the option to add to list. Now, since these things roll out, what really gets fun for those of us who are doing training is that we may be seeing one view and the person we're talking to is seeing a different view. Sometimes they're ahead of us, they've got the new view and sometimes they're behind us. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if they, if they changed it, I will say, um, and we're daily users of the platform who sometimes get frustrated. I mean, those saved searches um, has created extra steps, but you know, add to list, that's what I'm going for anyway. So maybe they cut down on step and maybe in the end, um, it's the same number of steps, but just done confusingly. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah I'm, that... not, I'm not smart enough to work uh, in product management. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. That's well put, though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the same number of steps, but just less clearly. Right. Um, but yes. So thank you for that breakdown. And, and, you know, as I said, the time goes by super fast. The Time permitting, the one thing I did want to touch on is when you, you see activity, mm. um, it could be a post, it could be changing jobs. Um, how do you engage? And then how do you take that from, you know, a comment, congratulations on your new job into a conversation where you can start to talk about right. the topic? Well, I, mean, I mean, that's... That's our job, right, is to, to engage. And so what we're looking for with all of, I mean, we're not setting up all these searches to, um, you know, just to nerd out. It's to look for opportunities for engagement. So, you know, depending on, like, if I see a first degree connection, somebody I'm close with uh, that's changed jobs, I'll probably send them a note, uh, I'll, you know, maybe to their personal email, maybe, it's, you know, a member of my nonprofit's executive committee, and I'll flag it for my nonprofit's president to say, hey, you know, our vice vice chair has changed jobs. Uh, you know, you may want to reach out. And then, you know, um, depending on where they are in, in your network, you know, um, you know, maybe you see someone's joined an organization that, um, uh, is not a current member, but you have a close connection to that person, you know, then I'd probably reached out on the, um, on the sales navigator platform itself. Oh, wait, wait, I would actually reach out on regular, uh, LinkedIn as opposed to, uh, you know, they, like the messaging on, on sales navigators, like not good. I, I, I don't understand it. So, and, and also, not everybody has sales navigator. So if you see yeah. that opportunity to engage, I'm sure you recommend to the people you train to make sure you reach out to them on regular LinkedIn uh, because they have more of a chance of seeing that. I've seen that. it. Exactly. But, but you know, you know, now, now that we've got our dashboard, we've got all these opportunities to uh, engage and, and um, you know, reach out to the people that are going to make our organization successful. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. It's funny, literally a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about the messaging and the yes. fact that even though you can send messages through Sales Nav, the, the, the communication between LinkedIn and Sales Navigator is not ideal. So we do exactly what you mentioned. We say, hey, use LinkedIn 
for direct messages, a lot of times it's just simpler. Well, uh, let's not, and let's, you know, we're not LinkedIn employees. I mean, you know, the, the, the best communication is going to be, I mean, you know, just through their normal email, you know, mm -hmm. um, or even phone, you know, or uh, maybe, you know, maybe you've got an event coming up and you just want to talk to that person in person, you yes. know, those are, those are great, you know, so although I'm using this advanced digital platform, I'm looking for the most, me, I'm, I'm looking for the most analog way possible uh, to reach out and engage. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Because our, our goal is to use the tool to get to a conversation. Our a, goal is a real, not to stay on. That's a real life conversation. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Not, not DMs all day. That's right. Um, super. Last two things, if I might. Um, quick. Yeah. Yep. These these will be fast. You mentioned groups. Yeah. Do you find in the nonprofit world that some of the LinkedIn groups are more active, that people are actually engaged there, or do you mainly go look at them just to see who's joined them, because you know that they'll have an interest in that particular topic. Um. I think uh, I think they've changed groups around a good bit, but there's still like really good ways to network. And so, you know, let's go to um, you talked about workforce investment boards, and um, there's there's a a net. So really, I think the best groups are kind of your national groups. So <clears throat> that would be like your your national association of workforce development boards. That's a good way to find peers, Urban Land Institute. So those are really rich um, uh, groups when you join on the national level. And then you can kind of reverse engineer it and go, well, who else from my community uh, is interested in enough in this enough to, to maybe be engaged in these urban issues like Urban Land Institute or, or workforce issues that I'm not already talking to? Talking to. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Great. And Larry, any, lastly, any other thing that you would like to mention that we hadn't already touched on? I'm sure that, um, you know, you advise your clients to, if they subscribe to Sales Navigator, uh, that they have access to the Sales Navigator community. Um, and I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, Microsoft has, has decreased some of its support on the platform. So, um, uh, you know, that community has become a really kind of critical way for your power users to really identify what's changing on the platform and, and what features may be added or uh, hopefully not taken away. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Yes. Yes. Well, listen, I want to thank you for making this time to come join us and share your insights as far as the use of Sales Navigator in the nonprofit world. Um, the principles are still the same. You know, different audience, but same principles. We're all in sales and uh, let let the platform work for you. you know, yep. so. Love it. Perfect summary. Larry, thank you so much. Thank you, Stan. All right, and have a great rest of the day. We'll be in touch. Thanks again for listening to this episode. In reviewing this recording, I wanted to make sure I clarified one point 
that we were talking about toward the end when we were discussing Sales Navigator and LinkedIn messages. I want to make it clear that any message you send through Sales Navigator will go directly to your recipient's LinkedIn inbox. They will never know whether you sent it from LinkedIn or through Sales Navigator, and it doesn't make any difference to them. So the other thing is as a Sales Navigator user, you simply want to be aware that if you send a message to someone through Sales Navigator, when they reply from LinkedIn, their reply will appear in your Sales Navigator inbox, not in your LinkedIn inbox. So the point is just whenever you send a message through Sales Navigator, make sure to regularly check your Sales Nav inbox for any replies to your messages. Hope this helps. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening and join us again for more insights on Sales Navigator and social selling strategies that will differentiate you from your competitors and accelerate your sales success. In the meantime, you can go to socialsaleslink.com forward slash library for free content on LinkedIn, Sales Navigator, and social selling.